welcome to episode one of the Bowl of Life podcast. Today we are joined by Stephanie from Fit Fab Life, and we are talking everything smoothies. If you've ever wondered, should I drink a smoothie? Should I put a protein powder in a smoothie? What about a superfood in a smoothie? We cover all those questions and more. Stick around to the end of the episode, and we share some of Stephanie's favorite smoothie recipes. And we hope you're inspired to try your own at home. As a reminder, you can find all the show notes for this episode over on our sponsored blog, badtothebull.com forward slash one. Hello, and welcome to the Bull of Life podcast with your hosts, Joe and Sarah Hayes. We are so glad you are here with us today talking about food, faith, and family, and how each of those topics impact our everyday life. The purpose of this podcast is to provide you with the inspiration to live your life more abundantly. On this podcast, we will talk openly about what we consume, whether that means what goes on our plate and in our mouths, or what we see, hear, and listen to, and how that can change our mindset for the day. We truly believe life is a journey, and that is full of lessons for each and every one of us to apply if we can get quiet and listen. We are so glad we get to experience this life journey together with you. So hey, go grab a spoon, or a fork, and let's go. We have Stephanie, founder of Fit Fab Life Training, located in Thomasville, Georgia, with us, and we are talking all things smoothies. I originally connected with Stephanie in a podcast course we were taking together, and then we realized we both had this same shared passion of healthy food and exercise, and I just love that she owns her own training studio. So cool. So welcome, Stephanie. Tell us about yourself, where you live, what you do, and what drives your passion for making healthy food, which of course includes smoothies, which we're going to dive deep into talking about today. Thank you, Sarah. I am super excited to be here. Um, Talking about healthy food is definitely my passion. Uh, I do have my own training studio. It's Pilates and yoga and personal training. We do stuff like TRX and HIIT classes in Thomasville, Georgia. Um, Originally, I'm from Colorado. So anybody that knows Colorado knows it's probably one of the healthiest states out there. So I have a lot of grounding roots coming from there before I came to Georgia. And smoothies are one of my go-tos because it's just such a great way of punching a bunch of nutrients into one meal. And they're quick and they're easy and for the most part they are very affordable and it's pretty rare that you run into people that don't love them so it's definitely my go-to when it comes to a breakfast and sometimes I'm definitely known to do them in the afternoon and for dinner oh wow you now have you ever had done three in one day Oh gosh, actually, no, I definitely have done two in one day. Actually, it's very common for me to do two in one day. Normally, I'm like, I'm going to do a smoothie for breakfast, especially when I'm home on the weekends with my kiddos. Mid-afternoon, I almost always have a smoothie. Hmm, that's, I should start doing that. And you provided us with some recipes that we'll get into later, which one one of those sounds like it'd be a great pick-me-up in the afternoon. So I'm, I know um, exactly which one you're talking about. Yes, exactly. So you're, you mentioned some kids. Um, how many kids do you have? I have two. I have a two-year-old and his name is Solon. And I have a five-month-old and her name is Riley. 
Oh, busy lady. I love those names too. And you own your own training studio, which is so cool. So tell, tell me a little bit more about that. Like what, what do you do at the studio? So it's called Fit Fab Life, like we said, which is where my name comes from. And I've been in the personal training world, I can say really since I was about 15 years old. I was a softball player since I was about eight and I played in college and health and wellness has really always been a big, huge motivator for me. And it was my dream really to own my own studio. And it really came into action a couple years ago. Uh, FitFab Life, the name came from when I started a blog when I first was married about seven years ago. So when I left a studio that I was working at and I really knew that I wanted to start my own thing, that's where the name FitFab Life came from. So never in a million years did I really think oh, this blog name was going to turn into a business name. And it was funny because when I left the other place where I was at and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this on my own. Um, I was talking to my parents and my family and I said, oh gosh, like, what am I supposed to call it? And they were like, um, well, you already have a name. <laughs> I was like, oh, like oh, uh... yeah, my blog, which I had just messed around with. Like I would do stuff a lot. Then I wouldn't do stuff a lot. You know, I, I was always working. It was like, I'd be to the studio or the gym at like five o'clock in the morning. And I wouldn't be leaving till like five or six o'clock at night. So I was just training like 40 people a week, which was wow. a lot. Yeah. And so when I left, um, I cut that down a little bit just so I could focus on each client a little bit more. And like I said, the passion is nutrition for me. So training is my way to use my nutrition. And that's how I kind of got my foot into that journey with that. And I didn't, I definitely did not start that way. Um, especially being a college athlete, they just pack the pounds on you to make you bigger and stronger. And you really are just eating whatever you can to survive at that point, because you're just running hills and sprints and pulling tires and lifting weights. And it was in college that I started to I wasn't feeling well at all. And that's when my, the food journey of the training started coming about. And um, I learned very quickly that I can't do gluten. I can't do dairy. Um, I can do dairy in very small amounts, but it has to be organic and I can't do milk at all. And it was through my own conditions that I was running into that I began that education towards that. And that's really why I started my blog is because I wanted to be able to talk about the nutrition with my clients and have something there where they could go to find it. Like, oh, where's that recipe? And where's this article that you wrote about sugar? Or where were you talking about the negative effects of gluten? And so that's where the blog started. And then that turned into the name of my studio. And then I started by myself. And then I now have um, a group of girls that works with me that are just wonderful. And we're all very unique. I do the training and the Pilates. I'm not a yoga instructor. Um, but I have a couple yoga instructors with me. And I have a couple other Pilates girls with me and we do mostly uh, reformer. And then if you know what a reformer is for Pilates, and then we also have chairs and we have a Cadillac. So we have some of the classic Joseph Pilates pieces of equipment that we just love. 
So what's interesting to me about your your story, um, I love I love any entrepreneur story. I totally so admire that and so cool how you could go and just, you know, create your own studio and, um, you know, kind of fulfill a dream, which is so cool. But I love that part you said about how you had to figure out this nutrition on your own. Um, you had been in the sports and, um, you know, kind of hammering that. And I feel like, you know, any kind of doctor or medical, like, I had a very similar experience of kind of inflammation-wise of kind of that journey of, hey, what what works for me? Like, I know food um, is a big part of, you know, what goes into your body, you know, reflects other places. So that really um, intrigues me that you had kind of that same realization of, you know, I, I don't feel the best and what I'm putting into my body maybe is affecting, you know, my sports playing or my training or any of those other physical activities. And yeah, I just, I find that really interesting um, that you kind of have that same um, thought, thought pattern. You know, I'm gluten-free and dairy-free as well. So any smoothies we talk about here today on the podcast will incorporate gluten-free, dairy-free um, as we both are, are that way. But you had an Instagram story recently about why you drink smoothies for breakfast. And I loved how detailed that was and how you kind of dove deep into different um, questions that you get all the time about smoothies. And I'm sure um, in your studio all the time, probably people are asking you advice on, on you know, hey, what, what's for breakfast or what do I do? Does that happen a lot to you? I get asked that question all the time. Most people, what did you have for breakfast? What did you bring for lunch? What did you eat yesterday? I mean, people are like, give me a rundown of what you ate yesterday. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then part of me is like, oh, I hope I ate something that I was supposed to eat yesterday before I tell them. People rely on me for that information because I'm also very real with them and human with them about it because I'm not perfect. And I make sure they know that too. And so I encourage them just... You know, 80% of the time, let's do the best that we can. And 20%, we're still human. We're still supposed to have fun. Um, a big message that I send to people with nutrition is that, especially with what's going on right now with the pandemic and COVID, and just we have so many other stressors that we're not used to. And life is really feeling out of control for us right now. And I feel like a lot of people's health, they're starting to notice it more and think about it more. As I tell them, I said, you know, out of everything that's going on in your world, you don't have control over. The number one thing you always have control over, no matter what, is what you put in your body. Yes, yeah, so true. There's oh, there's so much truth in that. I right? so agree. And... I, I do feel like there has been, um, you know, and in, in a good way too. It's like stuff I feel like I've been talking about for years. Finally, you know, people are sitting up and being like, well, what about this? Or what about our food system? Or, you know, oh, I agree. Like that. And I'm like, oh, finally, people are starting to realize that maybe, you know, that old way wasn't good. Wasn't <laughs> working. Yeah. I've, been listening to a lot of other podcasts and doing my own research with a lot of this, you know, information going out. And uh, you're right, the inflammation and the food that we're putting in us, how it is affecting, you know, if you get COVID, which most likely you are at some point, um, how your body can respond to it and heal from it, you know, and the food really matters. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, by all means, I am not perfect either. And I will admit that when it comes to, to eating, but I do try to keep things, um, you know, pretty plant based or I am fully plant based. Um, so, you know, it is amazing ever since. And I think, but Americans, you know, we want that quick fix. And, um, you know, we're kind of diving a little off topic from our smoothies, but we'll, we'll get back there. We'll get back um, there. But yeah, we'll get back there. And I want to tell people, but, you know, like changing your diet isn't, you know, it's kind of a, like a lifestyle mindset change because it may not happen overnight that you start to see changes. Um, I mm -hmm. know for myself, it was three months in before mm -hmm. I started to notice my inflammation going down. But um, I was I like, actually loved when I read that on your, uh, the information about you, about how it took you a while to change because- when I started my health journey about how I wasn't feeling good and that's how I was noticing everything that I was eating, it, it took, I would say, probably years for me to really feel good. So I want people to remember that, that everybody always wants quick fixes, but if you can make tiny changes, you will start to feel better. Yeah. And really, when we look back at it, like time is fast. Now I look back and I'm sure I was like, three months into it and be like, oh my gosh, like, why don't I feel different? But now I look back at it and it's like three months, three months goes by so fast. <laughs> look, we were stuck in our house for three months. <laughs> yeah. Look how fast and slow that went. But, um, you know, so it's a, that's a good perspective always to keep in mind. So back to what you eat for breakfast, because um, I know I'm a huge believer in breakfast. I I don't know why some people skip that meal. I mean, hello, you've been sleeping all night. Your body's kind of been in a fasting state. You need to rehydrate and, you know, get some, you know, what is that? You know, a little better than me on the nutritional side, but probably your glucose going again and, and all of that. And um, I know for myself, when I have a smoothie, I feel so hydrated. So let's dive a little bit into why smoothie is a good breakfast choice. Well, like I said earlier, uh, smoothies are great because you can pack a bunch of nutrients into one tiny little cup, I guess you could say. My smoothie yeah. is definitely not tiny, <laughs> but if you know what I mean. Um, smoothies are great because you can get, you know, let's say you take time to make eggs. If you Now, I don't think you ate eggs, but I'm just going to use this for example. To be able to get all the nutrients that you need for breakfast, so let's give some maybe some eggs and some sweet potato and some spinach and maybe or some zucchini and some onion. Like let's think of an omelet, for example. Um, it takes a while to make. Yeah. Right. It's it. You, yeah, you're looking at maybe making it. a brunch at that point. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you feel like you're doing brunch at that point. And, uh, you know, if you're doing the smoothies, well, you can throw all of those things in once and you can take it to go. Yeah. And do a prep beforehand, you exactly. know, which oodles of time. <laughs> Yes, it saves lots of time. So me being a busy mom, what I do in the mornings is I have all my stuff ready and I just throw it into one container and I just blend and I go. I throw the kids in the car. Don't throw, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I set my kids in the car. I take them to their um, in-home nanny who is wonderful. I love her. And then I head to work and I start doing everything at the studio that I need to start doing. And it's just simple and it's quick and it's easy. And I know I'm getting all the nutrients that I need. A big mistake that people make with smoothies is they don't put enough in them. 
they're thinking calories, calories, calories versus nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. So if a lot, and that's a complaint I get about smoothies sometimes is they're like, oh, it doesn't fill me up or I'm too hungry soon after it. And I just, um, you're just not making the smoothie a correct way. So we can go into my little tips and stuff for smoothies. Um, I know you, you've had some questions for me about those too. Yeah, that is true though. And even personal experience, some days I don't even put enough in my smoothie. I made my smoothie this morning for breakfast and I got to my chiropractors an hour later and I was like, dang, I'm, I'm still kind of hungry. I probably should have added some more to that. And, um, you know, I think it goes back to, too, and, we, you know, we touched on, you know, this about how maybe it takes time to, you know, realize that your, your patterns of eating, how they've changed and how they affect you, how that might be a longer process. But I think that really um, takes time as well to kind of learn how your body responds to food and really sitting up and noticing that response like oh i am hungry oh why am i hungry i didn't put enough in that or you know how does this food make me feel and um i i don't think we take enough time to really kind of dive into how we're feeling after we eat something <laughs> sometimes yes mm -hmm. yes i completely agree with you and the thicker the smoothie the better because then you can actually kind of gum it a little bit or chew it a little bit and then it sets your you know your ghrelin and um, all of those hunger hormones and that happen when you're eating something and for them to establish themselves and be like oh I'm eating I am full I am satiated uh, and that's really important for anybody who's on any sort of health and wellness journey to be able to recognize that in their body Oh, that's such a good point. So, hey, the smoothie bowls aren't just for IG-worthy prettiness. No, you <laughs> are absolutely have a point. They're beautiful. Yes, yes. But, of course, you know, when you make a smoothie, don't feel like it has to be IG-worthy either. No, mine, exactly. It can be ugly really and delicious. Yes, yeah. So, speaking of it filling you up, um, let's talk about proteins adding to your smoothie and um, – what are some good plant-based proteins to add to smoothies? I know there's just like tons of options out there and I know some are better than others and some you for sure want to stay away from. So give us some tips on what to look for if you are like, oh man, I don't know. Do I have time? What's a good protein to add? I don't even know. How about I just pick up the smoothie powder? I saw it on the grocery store shelf. Well, and that goes into ingredients right there. So there are, I'll talk about ingredients first. So let's say you pick up one of those jars of a smoothie mix, you know, or excuse me, a protein powder mix in the grocery store. You turn around and you take a look at the label and you see all of these ingredients listed that you really don't know what they are. Most likely that's not a protein powder that you want to get, Right. Because right. you have, yeah. you can't pronounce it, you probably shouldn't be eating it. So I'm, I do, I can list some of the things that you want to watch out for, like artificial sweeteners. If you see stuff like dextrin or maltodextrin, I would just, you know, take it and throw it away. If you see something like sucralose, take it and throw it away. Um, a lot of these are like milk powders, which obviously, if you're plant based, you're not going to want to get something that says milk powder. I'm right. not would that be like whey as, as well. Yeah. Would so whey would be definitely a milk powder. Um, 
whey is made out of cow's milk. And the frustrating thing about whey is it's actually the most bioavailable protein powder for your body, meaning your body actually really knows how to utilize and absorb whey protein. But it's also made from cows. So you're looking at the inflammation markers for a lot of people. It can cause a lot of gastrointestinal issues. So that's why a lot of bodybuilders, when you see them, their skin doesn't look very good is because they're actually probably having reactions to a lot of that whey protein that they're drinking. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, okay. So beware of whey. Beware of whey. And I actually, which is hard for the plant-based community, but I would be very careful with soy. Most soy is GMO, so it's genetically modified. It is sprayed with tons and tons of pesticides that a lot of these, they're hormone disruptors. They're literally poison to the body. And although, yeah, maybe you are getting some protein from that soy, but you're also getting a lot of dangerous chemicals in with that soy too. Yeah, that's so true. So what are some like good things then to look for on the back of that? Um, ingredients when you're looking at that. Okay, let's tub a smoothie. Stop. I'm gonna gonna buy. I feel like I need something more. What what are some like just common ingredients that might be like, okay, that's in it. I know that's good. So I really like uh like pumpkin seed because so you'll get protein like pumpkin protein or um brown rice protein if you can handle the brown rice pea protein is another good one hemp protein chia protein a lot of the plant-based mixes will have a combination of all of those and those are usually pretty good for people i have to stay away from the brown rice ones because my body doesn't really like the brown rice protein very much but i do really well with like i said pumpkin chia hemp um I'm trying to remember one of the other ones that's just gone for me right now, but those are really great ones to look for. Yeah. So if you heard that little noise, I actually, um, I just, I started using this one not too long ago. It's called compliment. I don't know if you're familiar with that one at all. And I was quick looking at the ingredients of that. It's actually, um, is made in partnership with, um, the no meat athlete, um, kind of, uh, podcast and they have like whole thing. But anyways, they have pea protein, pumpkin, watermelon seed protein. Interesting. I didn't know watermelon seeds were high protein. I've heard of that one before. Yeah. So almond cranberry, another one, a big popular one is cranberry protein, which I think is in um, Sun Warrior, which is one of the brands. I've got some brands that I really like that I can tell you guys too. Oh yeah. So what would those brands be? So we just mentioned Compliment um, and that's Compliment with an E if anybody wants to look that up. Um, but what are some other ones? Nutiva has a really good one, and they've got a bunch of different ones, but I really like the Nutiva Organic Plant Protein. And they also have a greens protein, too. So it's the or- organic greens with it. And the Nutiva is N-U-T-I-V-A. And then I've actually never tried this one, but I have a lot of clients that really like it, and the ingredients are really good. And I'm sure if you're on Instagram or Facebook, you've seen these ads, but you're super if you've, if you've seen her at all, and it's your Y-O-U-R and then super. Hmm. They have some really great clean ingredients. They've got a skinny one, and they just have a muscle-building one. And those are all plant-based, and those don't have any sweetener in them at all. So they're yeah. super, super clean. 
Um, and then Sun Warrior is another one of my favorites. I used to drink Sun Warrior a ton years ago. Um, I actually do collagen, which I know is not vegetarian or vegan. It's not plant-based, but that's the protein powder that I use is collagen because your body absorbs collagen. It's very, much more bioavailable than a plant protein. So my suggestion for people who want to do plant proteins, because they're still good, and I still think a lot of people drink them, um, is to take it with a digest enzyme so your body can absorb the protein better. Yeah, that, that's good to point that out because if you are just going now, I've been drinking smoothies for, for years um, and I was pretty pretty healthy, but if you are coming maybe what from like a diet where all this is going to be new to you and kind of a shock to your system, yes, um, yeah, you might, you know, definitely want to take that recommendation to add that digestive enzyme um, just to kind of help you know, your body kind of process it better. The amino acid profile from plant protein versus like, let's say an animal protein, which I'm going to use collagen as an example, not whey, because I don't do the whey, but uh, your body just absorbs it differently. And sometimes those plants can be difficult for some people to digest, especially like you said, if they're kind of transitioning their diet and they're adding like, let's say spinach and seeds and nuts to their smoothie, it may be a little bit of a shock for the system. Yeah, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit so of fiber. Adding a digest enzyme is always very helpful. Yeah. So we've talked about, um, you mentioned one of the powders that had a greens version as well, kind of a greens and protein. So I guess that would be my next question. Are those that have like the added greens in, are they too good to be true? Are they, you know, because in my mind, you know, you look at them and you're like, cool, I'm getting like also a serving of all these vegetables and greens too. And I'm covering my tracks for today. <laughs> so, I don't I have mean, to do are, anything else. No. Right. Um, yes. Oh so, my God, yeah. I'm healthy. I can have a brownie now. No. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, some of them so, are really yeah. good. Some of them are really good. And I think it goes back to take a look at the ingredients, read the reviews. So I would consider greens or beetroot powder or anything like that more of a supplement because you are supplementing the vegetables that you're not eating. So make sure that these products are certified by like NSF or GMP, um, that they're, they have some sort of third-party certification on them so you know what's labeled is actually in them and not more and not less. Mm, yeah, that's that's a good tip there, again, to look for that. Um, now, organic, would you say go for the organic one as well? Like it's labeled strictly I, organic? Yes, I would definitely go for the organic one as well. And there are some great greens powders out there. I actually take one every single morning called Athletic Greens. Oh, yes, I've heard of that one. Yes. And they're, it's what I really like about them is, and I've tried, I've tried a couple different kinds, but sometimes the greens, they just, you choke it down because you know, it's good for you. And you're just right. like, we've all done that. <laughs> right. We're like, oh my gosh, this is just, I mean, even me who can choke down stuff when it's not, when it's good for me, I'm like, ugh. but the athletic greens is, it's really yummy. I like it a lot. And when I, I do it first thing, when I get it up, get up in the morning. And if I don't do it, I'm like, oh man, I really want my greens this morning because it just gives you this like a boost of energy and it gives you that, um, like you said, it hydrates you too. 
because you're drinking water with it at the same time. And I don't put my greens drink my greens mix in my smoothies, but a lot of people do. I just drink mine on its own, so I feel like I'm drinking more water. Oh, that's a nice tip. Um, mm-hmm. so you kind of have double hydration. You have the smoothie, yes. but you also have the greens yeah. um that you add to water as well to kind of get that double whammy of um hydration right there in the morning. Yes, and it does make a difference. I didn't have them with me. You have to keep them in the refrigerator and I was out of town for a week. And so I didn't have them with me. And the whole time I was gone, I was like, man, I would just, ooh, I am craving some of my athletic greens right now. <laughs> right. It's okay. So if you are listening to this and you're like, whoa, craving greens. Okay. I can attest that does happen eventually. It does. Okay? You may not be there today, but the more you um, adapt to a healthier lifestyle, your body will start, start craving that. You are hundred. I always tell people this: your body is so adaptable. So if you just keep doing something over and over again, creating that habit, soon you'll start to crave it. Yeah, yeah. You just you know, but you know, it is a mindset thing for a lot of people. You just you know have to have the right mindset to go into that. So we've talked about plant protein powders, what to look for, and you know what to avoid. We've talked about how you know greens can be a good thing. Make sure it's organic. Um, you know, definitely check out the label to see how it's made. But what about any of the superfoods out there? Should you have? Um, oh my gosh, there's just a whole list of them out there these days. The goji berries. The um, gosh, I can't even think of all of them off the top of my head. Uh, maybe Ashtanga powder or something. Some of them have some of those far out names. Um, And then would you recommend adding those, especially if you saw like the jar on the shelf or you're searching on Amazon and it's like, hey, here's your superfood powder to add to your smoothie. What do you think about those? I like a lot of them. So a lot of those are considered an adaptogenic herb or you know, substance. An adaptogenic herb or substance means that it is going to help your body adapt to some sort of certain stress, whether it's uh, sleep or hormones or skin or anxiety. So there's a lot of great ones out there, like you said, like ashwagandha and reishi and cordyceps. Um, A lot of these are mushrooms, but even stuff like cacao is an adaptogen. And people are like, really? Chocolate? And I'm like, yeah, cacao is an adaptogen. It is very, very good for you. It has more antioxidants than blueberries, which people don't know. It has more calcium in it than cow's milk, which people usually don't know. It has magnesium. It's good for depression. It's good for energy. So here's my little tip. I don't drink caffeine because caffeine and I just don't love each other that much. So I usually put a scoop of raw cacao in my smoothies. So that gives me that boost of energy. Oh, really? Yes. That's really cool. Okay. Well, I will say though, a little tip here. If you're thinking that it tastes like your sweetened chocolate, my my nine-year-old would be quick to say, no, it does not. It does not. You know, I will say though, I make my own chocolate and um, I sweeten it with stevia and even my two-year-old likes it. Yes. Yeah. So see, um, if you really are like, it's tasting maybe a little bitter for you, add a drop of stevia in with it. Um, Exactly. Yeah. There are, so, I mean, you have hemp seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds. I would consider all of those superfoods. They all have... Um, essential fatty acids in them. And when you see something like an essential fatty acid, that means your body does not create it on its own. So you have to get it from other sources. Ah, very 
really good. So, so that's all right. where those well, not are right all in there. <laughs> They're what? I said, it's not all just hype on the superfoods. It is not just hype on the superfoods. Rarely do I have a smoothie that doesn't have superfoods in it. And you can, there are companies out there like Moon Juice and Organifi that make superfood blends. Moon Juice is really funny because they have one called like powder or a power dust and they have one called sleep dust and they have one called, um, they have one called sex dust too, which is really funny. So all it is really is just for balancing hormones. They just called it that because it makes people look twice and then want to know something about it, right? But those yes, companies, I love marketing. <laughs> right? Those companies have put together some really great combinations of superfoods so that you're not out there searching like, okay, I need some for anxiety. What ones are good for anxiety? They just have it like in one tiny little package, which is great. Yeah. So yeah, can you list those out again? What were those companies? Organifi with an I at the very end. And then Moon Juice is another really good one. And Moon Juice has a um, two really good protein powders also that I forgot to mention earlier. Oh, okay. So perfect. So if you are looking to add those into your smoothie, get a little more nutrition, uh, definitely check, check those out. So in your opinion, what is better, a green smoothie or a fruit smoothie? I think I know the answer to this, that you're going to say probably a combo, um, yes. but let us know your thoughts. Kind of a combination. So when it comes to smoothies, the number one thing I want people to think about is what is it going to do? Well, with food in general, like what are the health benefits that I'm trying to get from this? And is it going to help regulate my blood sugar? Mm. Right. So if we're taking a smoothie with way too much fruit in it, that fructose is just going to send your blood sugar out the roof and then you're going to be hungry. Like you are going to be more hungry throughout the day and you're going to be craving more sugar throughout the day because you've spiked your blood sugar too quickly and then it's dropping really quickly. So green is definitely better, but you do want the combination of the two. So when I make my smoothies, I'll usually do about like a half a cup or a half of a serving of some sort of fruit in it. And then I'm putting all of the other nutrients in with it also, including like you know, some greens, which we'll go over some of those, what those can look like. Yeah. And I think definitely if you are new to drinking smoothies, adding that fruit in to sweeten it up, um, cause God knows Americans love our sugars and yes, just go straight to drinking a straight up green smoothie. Like you said, you might, you know, you said earlier, you, you know, some of those pure green stuff you've had to choke down and you like that stuff. And I, the same way I've done that before as well. Um, so, you know, do, do sweeten it up a little if, um, you're new or, you know, need to kind of find that balance that works, works for you. So yes. what kind of things do you put in to make it a green smoothie? To make then? a green smoothie. I do want to say this. So if you're a nursing mom, that's when more fruit is better. Oh, it's a good point. Yes, because your um, breast milk is really made out of a lot of sugar and fruit is so good for your breast milk. So oh, you did so ask me that earlier. I just didn't get to it yet. But when you're breastfeeding, more fruit is better because it's a really good way of, um, like I said, filling yourself up and it will help with that breast milk production. Oh, that's wow. I did not know that about breast milk, that it was high, that it, you know, was sugary or which is why pure things. Yeah. Well, little babies love it so much. And usually why they don't like going to cereal and veggies, but they like fruit is because breast milk is a little sweet. 
Ah, that's why they go to the bananas the next. <laughs> yes, it is. Those good old bananas. And that, that right there is how you make a smoothie good for most people is a banana. Right. Except funny right. enough, not my husband. He hates bananas. So You do have those random like, people that hate bananas. I know. I'm like, how do you think you hate bananas? Like, what? Like, he adds peaches or something like that. Something, um, you know, apples yeah. or something else. That's kind of sweet. But yeah, so tell me what kind of greens do you put in there? So we I I'm definitely a spinach person because it you can't really taste the spinach when you put it in a smoothie, but I've done kale, zucchini, um if we want to talk about just like the vegetable family, carrots, cauliflower, pumpkin is real easy because it's usually already in a can and you can just kind of take some of it and put it in there. Um cilantro and parsley. Yeah. Which people are like, what? Really? In a smoothie? Yes. Cilantro and parsley are very good in a smoothie. Celery, cucumber, basil, mint. All of those are great vegetables that you can add to any of your smoothies. Now, obviously, you want some pro uh, flavor profiles to go together. Like pineapple and cilantro would go really well together. And basil and strawberry would go really well together. Yeah, yeah. So we are not talking about mixing cocktails here, even though no, no, that's like a good margarita recipe as well. Right? But, that's um, a great margarita recipe. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, it goes back to, again, trying out a few combinations that you um, think you might like. Like, so for example, um, when I first started drinking smoothies, I heard somebody say, hey, I always top mine off with a splash of lemon and ginger. And I tried that out and I was like, whoa, not for my taste buds. <laughs> so you really got to find, yeah, I was like a little like, no, not for my morning smoothie, but some people might love it. And like you mentioned celery, some people might, might love that. Some people might find the taste off pudding um, and that's okay. You don't necessarily have to do the same thing that somebody yeah, else did. You just have to find what works well for you. I, one time you're going to laugh really hard at this. I was making, I was trying really hard to do this green smoothie and I grabbed watercress. If you know what watercress is at all, everybody listening, it's in the arugula family. God, that's bitter. <laughs> and not even thinking about it. I'm like, oh, watercress is so good for you. It's good for your liver. It's going to help detox. And so I grabbed that watercress and I threw it in my smoothie and I took that first sip and I was like, oh. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. It was so spicy and oh. peppery and bitter. And I was like, nope, that was a mistake. That was not a good green to put in there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, beware, I guess, unless you really just like uh, spicy stuff right first thing in the morning, don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, I was like, and I had to drink it because that was my breakfast, you know, and I was just choking it down. And I was like, oh, this, this was a bad idea. Oh man. Yeah. That, that sounds awful. Like if you are new to adding greens, I would definitely go with your first tip of how you add spinach because spinach yes. is so mild. Yeah. Spinach yeah. and carrot and zucchini are really, really good because you can't really taste them that much. Right now. Do you cook your carrots first? Um, you don't have to cook carrots. You, I would suggest shredding them. Okay. So something like that that's a little bit harder, I would suggest shredding. Now, I would cook, cook stuff like cauliflower or sweet potato or maybe pumpkin, like I said, if it's not canned. But I've put zucchini in uncooked. I've put carrot in uncooked. I have actually done the cauliflower uncooked because I've gotten some 
rice cauliflower that was in, you know, frozen. Yeah. And then I just keep it frozen and I just take out like a half cup of it and throw it in the smoothie. And I had no issues with it like that. But if you're doing, you know, making your own cauliflower to put in your smoothies of like florets, then I would definitely steam it first, cool it, and then put it in the freezer. Yeah, so that is a great tip to grab those riced veggies as well at the store. I mean, there's so many options. You could just walk down your vegetable aisle, frozen vegetable aisle at your store, and like, oh, rice cauliflower. Okay, I don't have to cook that. Or maybe I have a little extra time. I'll steam, I'll steam some cauliflower and I'll throw it in the freezer. Yeah. And I tell people that I add cauliflower to smoothies and they look at me like I'm an alien and I'm like, you can't even taste it. No. <laughs> I have great smoothie recipes that's very similar to like a Reese's cup is kind of what I call it. And that's it has spinach and cauliflower in it. Oh, yum. That that sounds so delicious. And I guess, um, so I've done it both ways where I throw, um, you can throw fresh. I guess there's three ways to do the greens in your smoothies. You could throw fresh greens in there. Um, you could use frozen. And um, I've started to actually use, um, like, sometimes, you know, spinach might start to go a little bad in your fridge if you don't use it right away. Mm -hmm. So I throw those in the blender with a little bit of water, and I make spinach or kale cubes. And it's, like, already all blended together and no chunky smoothie or anything at all um, just because it's already been pureed. So. That's a great. That's a great idea, and I would definitely do that. I can tell you right. Look, my sis. I was telling my sister to do that the other day, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna do that." <laughs> so, but did you know you can actually? So I've done this when I'm about to go out of town, and I have spinach in my fr- my refrigerator. I'm like, "Dang, I, the spinach won't be good when I get back." You can take just the regular old spinach, put it in a Ziploc bag with some paper towel, and throw it right into your freezer. With some paper towel. Okay, that's a good tip. That maybe takes out some of the moisture. Yes. So you can do that with kale. You can do it with spinach. I would just put that in there with a paper towel. And usually one paper towel fits the square of the Ziploc bag. And then you put the spinach or the kale or whatever in there. And then you can throw that right into your freezer. Perfect. And I love that's like a combo, non, you know, not wasting food plus good for you for your smoothie later. <laughs> exactly. You're like feeling good about all sorts of things on that front. So what about, we talked earlier about maybe your smoothie is not filling enough. So talk to me about what would be some more filling things to add? I mean, what comes to mind might be like oats or some type of nut butter. What What are some like more like filling stuff if like you're super hungry or maybe you worked out or you had to breastfeed your baby like five times the night before and you're starving. (laughs) Right. So to make a smoothie more filling, I want you to think about protein and fat and fiber. So adding more protein, adding more fat and adding more fiber. People forget about adding fat to their protein or um, excuse me, to their smoothies. So that was like time where like fat is like a bad word you know like right low fat diet and all that stuff that's stuck in our mind <laughs> oh I know it's and I think it's finally slowly starting to go away because fat is not what makes you fat especially good healthy fats so I'm talking stuff like the nut butters you know so almond butter sunflower butter even peanut butter if you do peanut butter um cashew butter You can even buy stuff like walnut butter and pecan butter nowadays. So those are all good, healthy fats. You can take straight up coconut oil, MCT oil, 
um, coconut manna or coconut butter. So, you know, think about the, you know, the meat of a coconut and then they turn it into butter. And it's very similar to almond butter or sunflower butter or peanut butter. And those are all good healthy fats or just straight nuts. Like I'll put pepitas or pumpkin seeds in my smoothies to give me that fat. Now, do you have to have, if you're going to stick the straight nut in there versus the nut butter or some other type of maybe, um, you know, I don't know what to call it. We'll just say nut butter. I can't think of a different word. Um, do you have to have a more high powered blender if you're just like taking a handful of, you know, cashews or walnuts to and throw it in your blender? Probably not. Um, I'd say because I don't think you're adding enough to the smoothie to make it really like you're not adding a whole cup, right? You're probably just taking like a handful and throwing it in. Now I have a, um, what do I have? I have a Nutribullet. So I have middle of the line. I mean, it was maybe $150. It's nothing special. And it does a pretty good job of blending. But every once in a while, I might have like a tiny piece of a nut. Right. And hey, you know, as we just, you mentioned earlier that you, then you get some chewing action exactly. and maybe. You know, I'm actually helps. really excited when I find the little nut pieces. I'm like, oh, I can chew it up. <laughs> a little crunch. And then it signals to your brain that, you know, you are eating and yes. all that good triggers as well. Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, so what are, do your kids drink smoothies? What would be some tips? Like if you're like, this sounds great you know, you're adding greens, you're getting all these veggies, you're getting hydration. This sounds like it'd be perfect to keep my kids healthy. (laughs) Do you have some tips to keep your kids to drink smoothies? So my number one tip for kids drinking smoothies is put it in a cup in a straw where they can't see what they're drinking. Mm, Good idea. If they see it being green, they may not want it. Right. There's only so long where the Hulk story will be believable. Now, little boys can be easy sometimes because you can be like, especially if they're into superheroes, because you can make up a name for it like, oh, this is the Hulk smoothie. And they're like, oh, really? You know, so in my son, although he's only two, so we've gone through some phases with him because if anybody has kids, they know your kids go through like super picky phases. Oh, yeah. When he was about a year old. Every time I would make a smoothie, which is every morning, he would literally scream his head off until I gave him some. I mean, he would be like, I want some of your smoothie. You know, he'd just scream and cry until I gave him some. I'd be like, buddy, it's not done yet, you know? (laughs) And then he went through the phase. Like every afternoon on the weekends, we would sit there, we would drink our smoothies together. And it just made me so happy because I knew he was getting all those nutrients. But then, of course, he goes through his picky phase and he's like, I, nope. He would stop drinking his smoothies. But now what I do with him, and this may be what you need to do to get your kids interested, is he's helps me make my smoothies. Oh, that's a good idea. So we pull up a chair and I have him, you know, I help him. I'm like, we we are dipping the hemp seeds in. We're dipping the chia seeds in. We're putting the cacao in. We're putting the protein in. He loves picking the spinach up and putting it in there. And it's also really good for them to feel all that food too. Even if they're two years old, it's still really important for them to be touching it and for them to be feeling it. And then we'll take some wild blueberries and they're frozen and they're cold and I'll give him one and you know, he gets to touch it and he eats it and he's like, Ooh, you know, it's cold in his mouth. And so getting them involved in making it helps because now that I've been doing that for a while, he's interested in the smoothies again and he'll sip out of it and he'll look at me and he'll go, Mmm. And I just, I love it. So that's my tips is one, hide it so they can't see what they're drinking. And two, 
get them involved. Actually, one more tip. Just add a banana because most likely that's going to sweeten it up enough for them to love it. Or you can do blueberries or strawberries will sweeten it up a lot too. Right. Yeah. And I guess, you know, don't hit yourself over the head if you're like, oh my gosh, I added spinach and they wouldn't touch it. Yeah, don't because you may have to introduce it to them 20 times before they actually try it. Exactly. Exactly. My my kids are hit, hit and miss with the the smoothies as well. So I totally understand. And how funny you said that about your little boy, because my son was the exact same way. He always had to have a little like tiny solo cup of my smoothie in the morning when he was uh, young. I mean, he's older, older now, but it's like, that was so funny. He'd always just, I want a little tiny sip. Like, so I'd give him a little tiny solo cup. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So what would be, um, you mentioned, we've talked a lot about bananas, adding them, maybe not adding them. So if one of your clients came to you and said, Hey, you know, I want to drink smoothie because I've heard so how many great benefits they have, but I also want to lose weight. What would you recommend they put in their smoothie? So I do some nutrition programs with my clients and it is hard at the beginning because I tell them it's, there's not a lot of fruit. We're going to take away some of your fruit because you're wanting to maintain blood sugar. So when you're trying to lose weight, I really suggest only sticking to that maybe half cup of fruit in your smoothies or like a half a banana. Um, you know, you can also do things to sweeten it up, though, by adding like say maybe some frunk monk fruit or some stevia to it instead if you're not adding in the sugar. But like we talked about earlier, the body is very adaptable. So if you may start out drinking your smoothie thinking, oh my gosh, this is not sweet at all. But as you start to drink it and as your body gets used to it, you won't crave that intense sugar taste anymore. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So give it a few days. Um, let those kind of sugar, you know, things start to lessen, you know, they might yes. not go away all the way, you know, in a few days. But um, so we I do, do a, I oh, sorry, I do a six week program with some of my clients called total body renew. And the renew stands for restore, enhance and nourish to encourage wellness. And you're not allowed to have bananas for two or excuse me, four weeks. And so that's hard for a lot of people because they're so used to that banana and that pick-me-up and that sugar. So creating a smoothie that you can drink and feel satisfied with that's not super sweet, that's where, for me, I found that coconut butter works really well because it's kind of sweet. Oh, good tip there. So coconut yes. butter, if you still want something a tiny bit sweet, but something that... Um, is less sugary like like a banana. Yes. So and then play around with your protein powders. That's one of the reasons why I use Primal Kitchen's Collagen Fuel. It's one of the reasons why I love it so much is because it's sweetened with monk fruit. And okay. it adds just the perfect amount of sweetness because it's vanilla coconut. It adds just the perfect amount of sweetness to my smoothies that I don't feel like I need to be adding like two cups of fruit to them. Yeah, yeah. And I know you've mentioned monk fruit a few times. And if you aren't familiar with it, um, and I know myself, I have a bit of more learning to do on as well, but it is a great, um, you know, sweetener to add, but it isn't like too sweet. And um, is it more, is it more natural? Is that the story? It is. It? It's, it's from literally the monk fruit. So it's very similar to stevia. Stevia is from a plant. Monk fruit is from a plant, but stevia is very, very strong. And it has a, like, it's a tiny amount of it is very sweet and it has an aftertaste. It just does. Now yes, there's I don't some like people- stevia. 
yeah, some people don't like it. Some people love it. And monk fruit is great because its flavor profile is so similar to sugar. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. That's really cool. So yeah, so if you are, you know, not on the stevia train like myself, monk fruit is a, a great option, especially if you, you know, are considering, you know, maybe you want to lose a few pounds or something yes. like that. Monk fruit um, is your, great. Your renew plan that you mentioned, is that something you just do in person with people? Or what if someone were to want to maybe do that? Um do you have like an online option or is that just strictly at your, your, I do actually, the whole program is meant to be, so you never have to see me in person. Oh, perfect. So definitely reach out to Stephanie, if that is something that you are interested in. And I love that it kind of focuses on that total well-being as well, which I think is missed a lot. And, um, you know, it is, it covers, it really, but <laughs> little snapshot of for me right there, but it really does cover everything. Cause it covers in, like mind, body and spirit. So you do, um, we focus on your food, we focus on exercise and we focus on like stress management. So you've uh, got a, that's why I call it a total body renew. And it's not just a nutrition program. Ah, perfect. I love that. Love that. So we mentioned this briefly earlier that um, your smoothies are quite large. And I think my kids have mentioned that to me a few times. And often I'm just like, why did I even pour it in a cup? I should just drink it out of the blender. <laughs> but what what size uh, should your smoothie be? I really, you know, I don't think there should be a size for anybody because everybody is different. It's also why I don't count calories because everybody is different. Um, I would say this is where it's great to start paying attention to how you feel after you drink your smoothie. So like you said, this morning, you knew you didn't do enough in your smoothie. So, and I've definitely been guilty of that before too, where I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have made this thicker. So it wasn't so watery. And then I wouldn't be so hungry. Um, I would say what matters is how much of what you're putting into your smoothie. So if your base is like, let's say just a half cup of fruit, and then you're adding a whole bunch of other great nutrient, like nutrient dense pro, um, pro, uh, what am I trying to say? You know, pro nutrient, um, foods, then that's what really matters. And people are really stuck on this, like eating, do I eat twice a day? Do I eat three times a day? Do I eat once a day? You know, and it's, like I said, it's going to be different for everybody, um, which is why two people can do the exact same program. One person loses weight and one person doesn't. Yeah, we're, so we're all different. To, yes, learning how to like listen to what your body needs is really important. Now you can start with the basics. Um, I, like I said before, the keys to a, a good filling, satiating smoothie is protein and fat and fiber. So the protein is coming from whatever you choose, whether it's plant protein, collagen protein, um, and then, or nut butters really can be added into that too, even though they're also a fat. And then the fats come with the nuts and the seeds and the nut butters or the oils like coconut oil or MCT oil. Um, and then the fiber comes from the veggies. So your spinach and your um, kale any of those veggies would be great. And you do get fiber from fruit too. So I, I really do think fruit is great to add to your smoothie, especially something like, let's say wild blueberries, wild blueberries, for example, they just pack a bunch of nutrients and phytonutrients and that deep blue color is very good for you. 
And then you can add your spirulina in there if you want, if you do anything with spirulina, which is really good for the B vitamins. So people like yourself and your listeners that don't eat animal products, you guys tend to be lower in the vitamin Bs. So spirulina is like literally nature's superfood for vitamin B, kind of like um, nutritional yeast. Oh, that's what I should be using that spirulina for. Okay, yeah. so or spirulina. Um, so yeah, so that's great. Okay, I'll have to pull that out of the, the cabinet to use. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So we've covered so much about smoothies, and this has been so amazing. So let's go over some of your favorite smoothie recipes. So if you're maybe tempted to stop at like Starbucks and get a smoothie, no, don't do it. Don't do it, right? Let's not do it. Once again, let's talk about the ingredients because, you know, people are, oh, I go to the coffee house and I get this smoothie. Okay. Well, just before you get the next smoothie, ask them what's in it. What kind of protein do they use? How much sugar? Like a lot of them, they'll use stuff like orange juice or apple juice as the base which just, oh my gosh, it just makes your blood glucose levels go skyrocketing, which is not good. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, just quick grab. I mean, all those, well, maybe not like a smaller, like maybe mom and pop coffee house, but if it's like a major chain, you can find, easily find what's in that smoothie, you know, probably even in the coffee place itself. Yeah. Definitely Mm -hmm. on your phone if you pull up their menu. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. So let's go over. You said two smoothie recipes my way, which looks so delicious. The pineapple revive and the gut healing mocha. So why, why are those two your favorite? I like both of these. So the pineapple one is very refreshing and it gives you a huge variety of different, um, you know, healing. Actually this one, like I said, it's called, I call it a revive because even though the other one's called healing, it's got a lot of good pro nutrients in it. That's really good for your gut. It's really good for energy, for your hair, for your skin, for your nails. I um, mean, it's some smoothies, like the only vegetable you have in there is spinach, but this one I love because you get to sneak other vegetables in there and it's really anti-inflammatory because it has turmeric in it, which is a great way of sneaking that in because turmeric can be a very bitter flavor for people and very strong, but that pineapple just does a great job of covering it up. Yeah. And um, so I do have a few people I know that don't like pineapple. What would be like another citrus? Could you add a different citrus fruit maybe? You could. I think it would be really good with mango. Oh, with mango. Perfect. Yes. I think it would be really good with mango. Um, I'm trying to think of what are the other citrus fruits that you could do it with. Um, I'm not a big orange person, but you might be able to do it with orange. So tell me about um, the gut healing mocha then, because that sounds like a perfect like afternoon. You know, I'm tempted to go to Starbucks to get my Frappuccino. Like, <laughs> Tell me about the gut healing mocha, because that does, with the name gut healing in it, um, I know to me that appeals because it's like, oh, that sounds nutritious. The mocha sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, this looks good. Yeah, and like I said, I I don't drink caffeine, and so... Uh, the chocolate is huge for me and I love coffee. So this was right up my alley when I created it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like my favorite thing I've ever had. Um, So Stephanie, real quick before we say goodbye, could you quick give us where we can find you on the internet, on social media and all those fun places? 
Yes, my Instagram is Fit Fab Life Training. So it's F I T F A B L I F E Training. Um, and then I have Fit Fab fitfablifetraining.biz is our website and that's really my business website but you can get a hold of me on Instagram is probably the best place but I my handle on Facebook is the exact same thing it's just fitfablifetraining perfect and we will make sure to link all of these in the show notes so you'll be able to find those um and be able to get a hold of Stephanie, learn about her Renew plan, grab some of these smoothie recipes. Um, we'll have a link to the two that we talked about today on the show in the show notes as well. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on today. I know I picked up a lot of great smoothie tips and I've been drinking smoothies, gosh, for a couple of years now, uh, maybe even more than that. So um, definitely you can always still be learning about how to up your smoothie game, even if you've been drinking them for years. So I just thank you so much for coming. Just keep adding good stuff to it. And the more, in my opinion, kind of the more, the better. Yeah. And you know, if you're new to the smoothie world, um, you know, I know I've even had a friend in the past, I don't like smoothies. And then she started drinking smoothies and she's like, I feel so great drinking smoothies and I like them now. <laughs> so just try it out and, um, you, you will feel really great after you drink one. Um, if not immediately after you drink them for, for a few days. So exactly. Remember the body is adaptable. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, we do apologize that our audio got cut off there at the end of the episode, but we will be sharing both of these smoothie recipes that Stephanie so graciously shared with us over on our sponsored blog, badtothebull.com forward slash one. Because just reading these ingredients right now for Pineapple Revive and the Gut Healing Mocha, these sound so amazing. And I know Stephanie put in a lot of hard work to make these smoothie recipes perfect you guys they really do sound delicious so be sure to head over to badtothebowl.com forward slash one and check out those smoothie recipes and i can't wait to hear what smoothie recipes you guys are going to try i would love to know just send me an email sarah at badtothebowl.com or drop into my dms you can find me everywhere on social media at badtothebowl thanks guys